And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to get your Blaze TV subscription. Use the promo code Stu to save 10 bucks. Uh, Glenn Beck is on today. He's going to talk to us about his new big idea, Disney versus DeSantis. But first, we start by doing Biden's deadly gaffes. You heard the terrible uh, performance by Kamala Harris in the open today. Veepthoughts.com, you can watch all of her pathetic moments there. But what is Biden up to today? Well, he's on top of it, everybody. Tweeting this, breaking President Biden. Today, I'm announcing the launch of covid.gov, a one-stop shop where anyone in America can find what they need to navigate the virus, which is perfect timing, considering we are at an all time low since the beginning of the pandemic in ICU cases. The ultimate bottom is the time he launches covid.gov. This is going really well, everybody. Uh, in fact, nothing is actually going well when it comes to Joe Biden. He is in the middle of a gaftastic period uh, that's only lasted you know, 50 years or so, but it's getting worse. It's getting much, much worse. And it's starting to threaten your life. That's why we're doing Biden's deadly gaffes today. Let me rewind a little bit and go through this little arc of the storyline that we are all unfortunately members of. Here is Joe Biden talking uh, in his big speech in Poland from this weekend. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Mm, you're not supposed to say that. That's, that was bad. Now, the initial reaction, it's important to note, from even you know, re- mainstream reporters, was this was wonderful initially. Uh, Mark Noller tops Reagan's 1987 tear down this wall speech. Did it? Did it really? But that turned around relatively quickly when people realized, hey, he just basically called for regime change in Russia, which is adding an entire dynamic to this uh, war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine. It's inserting us into the middle of it, and it's empowering Putin at home. This is a bad idea. Here is uh, Michael Morell, the former acting director of the CIA, talking about Biden's comment uh, about Putin over the weekend. Uh, and uh, this is on CBS's Face the Nation. Mike, I want to ask you about the, President Biden's speech uh, in which he said that Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power. He also framed this conflict as totalitarianism versus freedom. What did you make of those two remarks? So I think um, his comment that Putin um, had to go was an unforced error. Um, it makes it, it strengthens Putin at home, makes it difficult for any domestic opposition to coalesce together. And no Russian citizen, none, um, wants to be told by the leader of Russia's main enemy 
about what their leadership can look like and not. Not to mention, we're allied with a bunch of people who are authoritarian. So I don't know that they want to hear that either. And we've lost several allies over the past few months. Even if we don't love their governments, it would be nice, nice to have fewer enemies for once. Uh, of course, the White House went sprang into action, which is what they do all the time. Their job at the White House is to walk back comments Joe Biden makes because he's continually making mistakes. Uh, White House walks back Biden comment that Putin cannot remain in power. And then... Biden came out to take some questions from the press and he had. uh, Well, I mean, he occasionally did things like this. Well, what was the second part? Complicate the diplomacy of this moment. No, I don't think it does. No, uh, the uh, uh, the fact is that we're in a situation where uh, um, it complicates the situation of the moment is the Hmm. uh, the escalatory efforts of Putin to uh, continue to engage in carnage, the kind of behavior that uh, that makes the whole world say, my God, what is this man doing? Hmm? That's what complicates things a great deal. And uh, um, but I I don't think it complicates it at all. So it complicates it a great deal, but it doesn't complicate it at all. And I don't know if you noticed this. I'm pretty sure he burped in the middle of that answer. Just throwing it out there. And I look as a person who drinks a lot of soda, I have no problem with that. But I just wanted to make you aware that he was burping on the main stage. He was also talking to troops. Uh, and it, so it wasn't just nonsensical rambling like you just heard. He also talked to, to the troops and seemingly revealed some detail about how we apparently were already on the ground in Ukraine. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops mm. in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's for the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring to with, meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. Hmm. No, that's not because in in the comments initially, he said, while you're there, you're going to see children uh, and women standing up to tanks. Is that happening in Poland? Because that's a bigger news story than any of his gaffes. Unfortunately, Uh, you know, it's just uh, some cognitive thing. He can't seem to talk himself out of these situations and he continually talks himself in in himself into them. Uh, He was asked about a bunch of these comments and asked about whether he could clarify, whether he could try to explain what on earth he was doing. Here's how he handled that. Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? Well, yes, three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. You should. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing with the actions of this man. Just just brutality of half the children in Ukraine. I just come from being with those families. And uh, and so uh, but I want to make it clear I wasn't then nor am I now articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel and I make no apologies for it. My my personal feelings. Your personal feelings really important when you're supposed to be uh, running a country. Um, He was asked as well uh, about some of the other comments that he's made and gaffed around over the past few days. Here's his response to that. Are you worried? that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you 
say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to... I was referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. No, you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You don't have to tell me. silly. Uh, The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then then Russia knows the response. All right. Look, in kind means you do the same thing. (laughs) Basically, like they do a chemical weapon, we would do one. Now, no one believes, of course, that we are going to launch chemical weapons. However, when you have a dictator in Russia who is telling his people we're about to launch biological weapons against him, maybe you don't say if they did a, a, nucle- a chemical weapon, we would respond in kind. All of this as he was actually reading these terrible answers from a note card. A picture of it has circulated. It's hard to read. I will tell you what it says. It says, it legitimately says, tough Putin Q&A talking points. That's the title. These are tough. If you aren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? I was expressing the moral outrage I felt toward the actions of this man. I was not articulating a change in policy. This is just pathetic. Look, the truth is that Joe Biden just might oopsie doopsie us into World War III, and I'm not loving it. We were supposed to get an adult, and instead we're getting adult diapers. He was supposed to give us this incredible expertise in foreign affairs. But this has been a nonstop catastrophe since the minute he walked into office. Afghanistan abandoned. Our citizens left behind. Women can't go to school uh, or leave their house without a male chaperone. North Korea is launching ICBMs again for the first time in five years. And now Russia, which we should remember, hadn't yet invaded when Biden told them that maybe a minor incursion wouldn't be that big of a deal. He then told us that Ukraine was going to get destroyed. And then over the last uh, week has nearly gaffed us into a global conflict several times. A statesman is not supposed to do this. They're not supposed to make these kinds of mistakes or admit things that are off record or escalate a conflict or especially not supposed to blurt out your moral outrage, your entire job when you're managing a tense situation with a foreign adversary is to set aside your moral outrage or at least act like you've set it aside and pragmatically deal with the situation. When you blurt things out, You put lives at risk. All of this is to bring me to a point where I may have to reverse myself on something. I have said over and over again that Joe Biden is a terrible president, but at least he's not Kamala Harris. But honestly, could Kamala really be worse? Veepthoughts.com exists to highlight her idiocy. But most of that is just her talking and talking and talking and talking without saying anything. Wouldn't that be better than what Biden is doing? This guy is going to gaff us into a nuclear apocalypse, and she is a vapid zilch in heels. They're both terrible, and both will do almost immeasurable damage to our country. But at this point, I think I'd rather have the vapid zilch in heels. 
The three-week rule. It may be the best financial advice ever. What is the three-week rule? Well, wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. Wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Because that's about how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score by an average of 61 points. And, you know, 61 points is no small potatoes here. That's a big deal. And you can save thousands of dollars on everything you finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score uh, higher than really any uh, other service can do, faster than you ever thought possible. ScoreMaster is easy. It takes only about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Try ScoreMaster for free now. See how many plus points you can add to your credit score. I've gone through this process. It's really fast and easy. You can see how many points in just a couple of seconds. Uh, ScoreMaster.com slash stew. ScoreMaster.com slash stew. Check it out now. Get your credit score where it should be. ScoreMaster.com slash stew. You'll be thrilled to hear. Glenn Beck is joining me once again. His newest special is coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern right after this. Tonight, it's Decoding Deception, mm-hmm. How to Fight the Left's War on Truth. Mm-hmm. Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. thank you for coming. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's an honor. It is an honor No, it's you. an honor to mm-hmm. be here. It's an it incredible really, honor for you. Oof. And generations It's like visiting the Pope. It is, kind of like that. And you know how I feel about Pope Francis. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, wait, it's, it's specifically <laughs> Pope Francis. Yeah, Pope mm-hmm. Francis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your special tonight mm-hmm. is a big one. We, we're going to get into a very uh, disturbing cereal box you've created. Uh, <laughs> now, everybody <laughs> says that there's no way it could ever be posted on anything other than Blaze TV. Right, that's definitely true. Those people are right. I don't think so. You haven't seen the new one yet. It's a uh, seeming a parody of a Wheaties box. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Leah Thomas is on the cover, and I will say I saw too much of Leah Thomas. Mm -hmm. More more Leah Thomas than I wanted to see Mm -hmm. on your your box Mm -hmm. of cereal. Would not make it an appetizing meal. Well, that's because you're bigoted. I guess so. You know, I guess we, were, we were trying to change the box, and, and people were like, well, why don't we change the name from uh, Wokies? No, from Wakies, mm-hmm. right, to Wokies. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll explain exactly. Yeah, because I don't want my show kicked off of the Internet no. at this point. I'd rather avoid no. it if it's possible. Right. You don't care. You've nope. been around like a thousand years in Don't broadcasting. Care. You're in the Hall of Fame already. Haven't stopped me yet. <laughs> <laughs> haven't stopped me yet. You right, know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> uh, the, the left's war on truth, though, is a is a bigger concept than just uh, so the Leah Thomas I, I laid this out on the chalkboard for the team about three weeks ago, and I said, I just want to show you the things I've learned over the last 20 years about the left. So when they say this, they're going to say this, and then it'll become this, and then it'll become this, Mm. and then it's over. You know what I mean? And so I found some patterns, and I said, let's put a show together showing those patterns. So I'm making my case that when they say this, just cut to the chase. What they actually mean is this five steps down the road. Mm. Okay. Um, and there's, there's, I think, four or five different ways to know what they're telling you. They constantly are trying to manipulate the truth. And they do always. seem to use the same patterns. They do, always. You know, I, we've had this ever since we've been doing the show for a zillion years now. And I remember back in the early days, you'd say something and you'd say, down the road, this is going to happen. And people would 
in a derogatory way, say, oh, you're just saying it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope argument. And it's been just demeaned and battered for decades. Oh, it's a slip and slide. It, it, <laughs> it is. Right off the nose yeah. of Thomas <laughs> Jefferson on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I mean, really, I think the revenge of the slippery slope argument has shown its face. I mean, over and over and over again, these starting points for their arguments turn into what we've been saying their ending points will be. How dare you say that gay marriage would lead to us promoting uh, pedophilia and and transsexualism in schools for kindergartners. How dare you say that? I mean, the current... That literally is, was the argument like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. The current cultural line Mm -hmm. that we are arguing Mm -hmm. is should you be able to explicitly, as part of the curriculum, teach gay, transgendered, all that stuff to... First graders. First graders. That is legitimately, that's the, where the battle line is. It's like, you know, We're in Russia. We're going it, it, to do that. You're such a conspiracy right. theorist. That's what, they, that's what they said. That's what and the it, show is tonight. It went from, that doesn't even happen. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, uh, what you're saying is a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, well, it's, it's it may you're be You're a hater happening, for saying that. But you, should, but you should be more thought. Then it was, okay, it is happening and it's good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you no longer have a job. You yes. no longer have a livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a progression that, like, a civilization can't handle. So tonight, I'd like to cut to the chase. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's, here's what we say is going on. Let's just skip to, yeah, it is happening, and it's good. Mm. Okay? Let's have that argument way back here. Yeah. But they don't because they need that time to massage. Right. So that's why you need to be able to read and go, I see what's happened. I just did a story with um, my niece was in town with her family and she was asking me some questions. I said, let's get tomorrow, get up tomorrow and take a couple of stories and I'll show you how to read them. And she read this story. I can't remember what it was, um, but buried towards the end of the story was the real story. She concentrated like everybody else does, concentrated on the headline and said, that's the real story. And I said, show me in the story where it actually says that. Nowhere in the story did it actually say anything like that. Then show me the other flashpoint claim that the story made. Can you find any video or any source, hyperlink, anything that makes that point? No. So what's this story about? I don't know. I showed her one of the last paragraphs. This right here. That's the truth in this story. Buried way down at the bottom. And if, if, you know, if you know how to read the news, y- you don't have to ask, well, what, how do I know what the truth is? It's easy. If, yeah. you get, if you unplug from emotion and you read it. There, this is going to be a valuable thing, I think, for a lot of people who, who care a lot about the events of the day, but mm-hmm. don't live it, right? I, you know, I, I occasionally will have people come up to me and say, hey, like, did you hear this story? And they'll describe it to me, and immediately you know it's propaganda from one side or the other. Because you've just seen it so many times, and then you look but into it. they haven't. And they haven't, right? People don't spend time doing that. So is this, you, you kind of joked about it on radio being a decoder ring uh, for is. the news. Is that kind of what you're going to present? Yeah, there? it is. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a decoder ring. It doesn't go fully into everything. It shows you the big patterns. Yeah. We'll do more of it on radio tomorrow. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it is... Because you're exactly right. 
I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, did you hear? And usually I'll roll my eyes. That's not true. That's just not true. Hmm. But they don't have the time that we have. I mean, this is our life. This is what we're paid for. And so we go through this every story, every day. I mean, how many stories every day make the are in the final cut that we get at four o'clock in the morning that we've spent all day working on? That final cut is 70 stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how many stories did we have to read to get to those 70 stories that we consider on the show every day? Yeah, right. That hundreds. Right. Hundreds and hundreds, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. Um, so let me turn to Disney here. Um, and we're going to be playing the video. <laughs> of, I hate them so much. <laughs> oh, this is why uh, I have to turn in this direction. We're going to be playing the videos that came out. We played them on radio today. We're going to give you a little taste of them here in a couple of minutes uh, from that Chris Rufo, Rufo released I guess on a, a Disney company call where they talk about how they have. Yes. Yeah. They've been inserting gay content into their shows, queer content, trans content. They're all slipping it in there. They call it their not so secret gay agenda. All of this piles up after years of people like you saying it was going on and being called a conspiracy theorist for even thinking. Do you remember that. when it was the Lion King and it had SEX in the clouds? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think I thought that that was really intentional. I, right. I can't remember exactly. It's been so many years yeah. ago. But I remember the argument being, uh, why would we do that? That's ridiculous. And you're like, well, because it kind of looks like the clouds say sex. Mm -hmm. But why would they do that? Look at what they're admitting to now. We, yes, we have a no longer hidden gay agenda. We are going to show your kids 50% of our stories, 50% of our stories and our content by the end of the year will be uh, gay, queer, pansexual, uh, transsexual, whatever it is. A slippery slope. Slippery slope. Again, off the edge of the nose of yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Right, <laughs> right. Um, what, what's interesting, too, is like, I don't think any, I guess there is some heterosexual content in some of these special, like a princess and a prince, right? They're getting together. There's not a lot of, you know, a lot of interactions, more of a generalized love story. But I guess, you know, maybe you could argue that. But like, I don't want, that's not what I want out of these things. I don't want sexual content of any sort in a Disney special, and they just, that's all they, Have it you seems like they're obsessed it? with it. Everyone, everyone who has children should cancel their Disney Plus subscription. Mm. Cancel it. Cancel it. If you've watched their shows that our kids just consume, they are not teaching the values that we agree with. And if that's now, after they've just come out with all of this, what do you think they're going to be teaching? Now they're on a mission. <laughs> yeah, it does seem that. And you can have your way. children in, indoctrinated for nine ninety five a month. Yeah, you know, um, DeSantis pointed out that they didn't say anything about this initially, and there was a reporting that they tried to kind of hey, let's stay out of this. I don't want to. We don't want to get involved in this. Their employees revolted. Their empl and their employees won. I mean, the 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 inmates are but running. How many the of their employees? I know a lot of Disney employees, and they're not like that. Mm -hmm. So how many of their employees? Because, you know, they say they want to be inclusive. No, they don't. Really? How are you on, on uh, you know, Bible Day at Disney? 
How are you? How are you treating that? Would you would you be for Bible Day, Jesus Day? Would you be fine with that? They wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't be fine with just I'd be fine if the Republicans or the Democrats wanted to have their day there. They'd be fine with the Democrats. They'd probably be fine with Antifa. Mickey Mouse would come out with a torch. Um, <laughs> but would they be fine with Republican Day? Of course not. Of course not. They are not into inclusion. These people silence anyone around them. Why does this work then? Because I think you're right. I think a lot of the I think because the, people are silent. I think the overwhelming majority of Disney employees don't agree with inserting 50 percent of your customer, you know, your content being gay focused. Uh, you know, we t- I talked to Jeremy Boring yesterday. We, we talked about it a little bit on radio and he said something that I did not know. Harry's Razors was what kind of inspired him to do this Jeremy's Razors thing. Love it. But the Harry's Razors thing, it started, they're pulling out of the Daily Wire, started with one tweet from a person who had, he said, literally two followers. One tweet from someone with two followers. Why would that work? The Daily Wire has a huge audience. We have a huge audience, but it always seems to work. You don't want any, you don't want any trouble, not from that side. They're not afraid of us. They've never been afraid of us. Um, I've talked recently to uh, bankers who say, Glenn, you have no idea. There are people inside the bank that do not want ESG. They Mm. don't want it, but they will lose their job, lose their career, and then they're out. They will have no job in banking, and then they can't affect anything from the inside. And I'm like, well, you're not going to affect anything from the inside either. Tell that to Walt Disney. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Once, Once you give the keys to the inmates... They're out. Disney, no, why do we even have a board of directors? Why have a board of directors of Disney? Why? The employees are running it. The, the leftist groups are running it. The Twitter, Facebook, that's what's running Disney right now. You think they care about what the public thinks? Do you think they actually care about what you as a family care about? Nope. No. Um, before you go, can you give me a minute or two on uh, Project Florida? This is uh, something I just spouted off on today, <laughs> yes. um, but it is something that's very well thought out. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I may actually spill the beans. I'm not sure because um, I don't want I don't want anybody else doing it before we do it and do it right. Um, because 1619 Project would be all over this. We are uniquely positioned to present history in a completely different way. And we've been talking about building a a large museum uh, space here in Dallas for several years. Um, And we already have fundraisers and everything else. We've started to raise the money for that. But I think there's a need um, that is much I mean, it's we need it right now and we don't have five years to build a big uh, place. And I think it needs to go in everybody's community. And I have a way that I believe because everybody has said to me, Glenn, kids don't go to museums. I agree. Museums are boring as snot, (laughs) boring as snot. But I have a way to bring history to life where your kids will beg you to go back to that museum the minute they leave when When can we come back? And you know what it is. Mm -hmm. And the technology was a billion dollars when I first wanted to start doing this. And I've just been waiting for the technology to come down. I happened to talk to the guy who invented the technology and did it. And uh, he happens to be a fan. 
Uh, and uh, he has found a way to make it so it's not a billion dollars. And it's a million. And I've been waiting to, um, to get that officially done and then go to you know, a couple of big players that will just pay for it. It's a million dollars for the first two experiences. Uh, and it will, it will forever imprint on your children. I still hear from people who went to Man in the Moon. Mm. And remember, I said, I want people to remember. I want kids to remember seeing the moon come alive. I've met kids who are now in their 20s that saw that and describe it. I remember, all I remember was the moon was talking. It was so cool. <laughs> um, this is even more dynamic. And if you'd like to help us, all you have to do is go to mercuryone.org. Uh, and uh, donate, just call it the Florida Project, because that's the, that's the name of the secret uh, project that Walt did when he was trying to build Epcot. Yeah, so this is based on Disney's kind of original idea. This is, if Walt Disney were, uh, were in the same situation we're in right now, I believe this is exactly what Walt Disney, not the Walt Disney Company, <laughs> right. but what Walt Disney would do right now. Mm. Glenn Beck, the new special is Decoding Deception, How to Fight the Left's War on Truth. It's coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to stay tuned. And, of course, check it out on Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. That's how they know you like this stupid show, and you'll save 10 bucks and head over to mercuryone.org to help with the Florida Project. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. So if you're trying to buy or sell a home in times like this, it can be really challenging, and that's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. The real estate market is nuts right now, and if you screw it up, uh, you screw up your transaction now, you could be blowing a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity if you're selling a home. And if you're buying a home, you could be avoiding a once-in-a-lifetime mistake. You might be overpaying for a house. Uh, you might do the, you know, go to the wrong area. You know, once you get locked into a home, you're not necessarily moving right away. You need to make the right decision, and especially if you're moving into a new area. I know tons of you. Uh, have moved from blue states like uh, California, Illinois, New York over the last few years to states that allow you to, I don't know, go outside by yourself. Uh, so that's been a big thing. And people are looking for the right real estate agent to make sure they make the right move. You don't want to make this move five times. Make it once. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We've had Christopher Rufo on the program a few times. He's a guy who's done documentaries. He's done reporting. Recently, he's most well known for his reporting on stuff like CRT and uh, woke uh, craziness in companies and, and things of that nature. And he has recently uh, uncovered a Zoom call, sort of a company Zoom call, uh, reimagining uh, Disney as they try to get their sort of woke agenda through. Now, Disney's interesting because it's obviously a creative company. And so there are a lot of people there on the left. However, there are some people on the right as well. And this stuff keeps getting leaked out of these companies uh, to people like Chris Rufo. Let me give you some of the examples here. Uh, here is, uh, this is a Walt Disney Company meeting. Uh, this is Disney corporate president, Carrie Burke. She's explaining uh, her family situation and uh, what they want to do with some of the content that's going to your kids. 
I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child um, wow. and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me. We had an open forum last week at 20th where. Um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where Where's two plus? Um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads oh in our gosh. content. Tragedy. And I went, what? Oh, I, that can't be true. Can't and be. I and I and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. What? Many, many, many LGBTQIA characters mm-hmm. in our stories and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. And I hope this is a moment where shoot um, the fifty percent of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um, uh, we don't. We just don't allow each other to go backwards. Mm. Well, I hope that's uh, been revealing to you as well, just like it was to her. Um, very, very interesting. We also have um, a production coordinator. This is Alan March. He's been talking about his efforts to explore queer stories. I'm on the production side. Uh, part of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is um, making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender non-conforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have we got the further, uh, the the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. I seem to remember a a time doing the radio show and all the talk radio we've done over the years in which you would be accused of being a conspiracy theorist if your accusation was that Disney was inserting uh, gay characters um, and uh, characters from all sorts of alternative lifestyles because they had some sort of agenda to bring that to the attention of your kids. Now it's just, they're just talking about it openly in company calls. Like this is now blatantly obvious. Obviously this is what we've been doing. Uh, it's not so secret as our next guest will tell you. She's an executive producer, uh, Latoya Ravenel. She says, uh, she maybe that gay agenda, not so secret. It's like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, hear whispers. Like I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA, um, 
the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like I I feel like I felt like it was I mean like maybe it was that way in the past but I guess like something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around they're going hard and then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of I don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss let's in the background this are, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show I'm proud of them but like I, I just was like no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me yeah so we're past the point where it's a conspiracy theory right first it wasn't happening then it was conspiracy theory now it's happening but it's good and you should embrace it. And if you don't, you lose your livelihood. That's the way this works. How do you fight back against this? Because, you know, look, I think you could just not watch Disney stuff. I think a lot of people will uh, will do that. Uh, that makes some sense if you think, like, any agenda. I mean, I don't really, like, I, there are a lot of things I believe in that I don't want con communicated to kids in cartoons. You know, I, uh, like, some of these things are not kid topics. And you can they can learn about these things as they get older. Uh, but... Beyond that, we are always looking for some political solution. And to be frank about it, you're not going to find one that's going to work when it comes to politics. It would be nice if we had a politician who understood how to deal with these things and how to talk about them and how to do something. And a lot of the reason why you're hearing Fuhrer about uh, the don't say gay bill in Florida, it's nothing to do even with the with what they're you know, uh, these groups are trying to accomplish on the left. It has to do with Ron DeSantis and they see Ron DeSantis as a threat and they realize they need to stop him and weaken him before he announces that he might run for president. Let me give you his take on Disney and the don't say gay bill and tell me if you don't think this is effective. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it. I think one was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. Mm. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that makes, I think, sense to people. You know, look, Disney wants to do what Disney does. You know, that's their prerogative. They can make whatever content they want, I suppose. Uh, it doesn't mean we have to watch it. It doesn't mean our kids have to watch it. But on the other side of that, uh, we do need someone who's going to stand, stand up and say, you know what? Traditional entertainment's good, too. You know, we can stand up. We don't have to be bullied around by these corporations and these you know, leftists in Hollywood. We don't need to abandon every value we have because they have some other view. That's not the way this is supposed to work. And if anyone is capturing the right way to talk about this right now, it seems to be Ron DeSantis. So does CBD work? Uh, over 90% of doctors say their patients have tried CBD to treat a health condition. What does that mean? Would it work for you? Well, you can try cbdistillery.com and find out. Over 2 million customers and counting, CB Distillery is the source to trust when it comes to CBD. If you have sleeping problems, 
There was a survey that CB Distillery did. 90% of their customers said they sleep better with CBD. Nagging discomfort. 80% of their customers found that CBD helped them. If you go to cbdistillery.com, you can order online. No prescription is required. Enter SDA, Stu Does America, SDA, for 20% off. Again, enter SDA for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. It's not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota, which is very important for me to tell you about. CBDistillery.com, CBDistillery.com, coat is SDA. Members of ISIS do not subscribe to this show. Prove you're not a member of ISIS and click subscribe now wherever you happen to be listening or watching. By the way, if you could review the podcast, we'd appreciate it. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. We love this stew pit show. Woo! I mean, the person obviously drunk when they were doing the review, but that's okay. As long as you click five stars uh, and don't click two and then you have the blurred vision and it looks like five, you got to click five stars uh, to get featured on the show. Uh, YouTube, by the way, youtube.com slash America. You can subscribe there. Prove you're not a member of ISIS. Just throwing that out there. Uh, this interview with Jeremy, Jeremy Boring yesterday on his razor company is one of my favorites. So positive and inspiring. Unlike conversations with Glenn, this one actually <laughs> left me feeling hopeful. I mean, that's just that's just hurtful. By the way, it looks like he's uh, they've already sold forty five thousand subscriptions to Jeremy's Racers. That's incredible. Why, why didn't I think of that? Uh, I'm bringing back the definition of happy for gay. If language is being weaponized, might as well use it my way. All right, I like that. Uh, Tracy says, enjoy the show very much. Five freaking stars. She didn't say the freaking part. I did. Uh, but uh, you can, uh, of course, uh, subscribe rate and review the podcast. We do appreciate it. And remember, when you do that, you not only help this podcast, but you also hurt other podcasts. And that's really the most important thing you can do with your day. Instagram is switching up their feed again. Uh, if you want to get our stuff at the top, you just got to go to your Instagram app and look for the teeny tiny Instagram logo up in the top left-hand corner. Click that and you'll see they've added a favorites uh, option. If you do, if you click on that and then search for this show, Stu Does America, mark us as a favorite. It keeps us ahead of the big tech algorithms. We do appreciate it when you do that at all the Blaze shows. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, and we do appreciate you taking the time. I do find myself here at the end of the program in a bit of a conundrum. Why, you ask? Well, Andrew Cuomo has uh, been putting out some feelers lately. There's been a couple of polls that have come out and said, hey, what happens if Andrew Cuomo runs for governor again? Would he win? Now, Kathy Hochul is the current governor of New York. She's not a great governor by any means, but she's not Andrew Cuomo. And she uh, is only leading this race by about eight points, uh, even though Andrew Cuomo has been completely disgraced and had to leave office in, uh, in disgrace just a few months ago. But people have short memories, and there is a certain contingency of Democrats who believe he was wronged. You know, I mean, shouldn't he? I mean, he's the governor. He shouldn't be able to grope some women. You know what I mean? Um, so they want him back, apparently. And I am at this conundrum because this would be terrible for the people of New York. This would be terrible for the country, I think. It would send a terrible message for women to be, you know, who have gone through this type of thing. Uh, for not only Andrew Cuomo to be immediately back in power, but then also, in addition to that, uh, to to knock a woman out of the role. I mean, it really would be ironic. On the other hand, though, I happen to own AndrewCuomoIsAwful.com. You know, if if Andrew Cuomo becomes governor again, or at least runs, we're going to sell a lot of mugs and T-shirts. So which... 
is more important. Here's the thing, I don't live in New York, so I don't care about any of you people. Sure, I was born there and everything, but uh, you people are on your own. You're already living in a crazy state anyway. Uh, I think we go with AndrewCuomo'sAwful.com.